Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. This is Valerie. Good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing? And we're here to talk about sports. Yay, sports. We had a good week of sports. Yes, a good week, an interesting week, a tumultuous week. Uh, I consider it a good week. This would be my highlight of the week. Uh, sitting and watching it unfold that the during the NBA playoffs, they decided on this past Wednesday night not to play, and it was all led by the Bucks. And I have never been so proud of of any professional organization than I was Wednesday night. Yeah, I thought that was really special. Of course, things were a little rough at the start, but overall to see um, all the players, you know, essentially have each other's backs and to actually try to take some meaningful action, try and get some tangible action to happen as a result of the strike, that was really encouraging. And then also for me, you know, all the other leagues um, following suit, except for Michelle, which, you know, but they, I I believe the next day they didn't play any games, but- That's correct. They did, right, right. I mean, you know, because it was, you know, I obviously I've listened to all the pros and cons, the negativity behind what happened. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It had to start. Somebody had to start it. And my hat's off to the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I heard that they didn't give the NBA or at the time the Orlando Magic a heads up. To me, why you don't yeah. give somebody a heads up for them trying to talk you out of it? You know, well, just do I it. think um, what I think the players were like had the Milwaukee Bucks, which, from my understanding, they had intended to play until they had not intended to play, um, which was you know during warmups. But I think from the players' perspective, they all wanted to know ahead of time to have like some sense of like a plan and direction. Um, but I I understand like the for the Bucks this was um, Jacob Blake is a lot more personal for the Bucks since it happened um, right down the street their, from them. Yeah, it's it's more personal for them. Um, not to mention uh, one of their players. Oh man, of course I can't remember his name. Sterling Brown. He was a victim of a police brutality back in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So this was ex- this was extremely you know personal for the Bucks. So of course, like they would be the group to kind of you know kick this thing off. Um, I appreciate it because you know as reports keep coming through later in the evening on Wednesday night, there was a like a players only meeting, and the Clippers and the Lakers had voted you know to end the season um, right then and there. So like it seems, you know, it seems to me that they were very serious. That if they couldn't figure out a way to make some, 
you know, some tangible change beyond just using their platforms and that they were, you know, serious about not continuing the season. That's really big for me because if this season does not finish, there's like repercussions that are mostly going to affect the players going forward because the owners can open up the current CBA and renegotiate and essentially what they would probably end up doing is renegotiating as far as like in, like uh, NBA revenue, how much is going to go to player salaries versus what the teams can keep. So there was a lot on the line. So to know that there's people willing, like knowing what the consequences would be to still, you know, make that stand and say they're not going to play. That was, uh, that was important to me. Well, and I think the, the management side of the NW of the N well, all of the organizations, I think the management side, understood or at least tried to understand what was being asked of the organization, of them specifically. I know there's, there was a lot of talk, apparently a lot of discussion around revenue, if they play versus if they don't play. And I personally think in this day and age, and I, I'm probably going to get in trouble, but the only way, you know, to affect some change maybe is to hit somebody's pocketbook. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. we, there's enough talk. It's time to stop talking and walk the walk. And yeah. I'm, I can't, I don't, obviously, we've been dealing with this. All my lifetime, all your lifetime, uh, and we always have the protests. We always have the talk, but then it happens again. Nothing changes, and nothing is going to change until you affect someone's pocketbook. And when I say that, the local governments, their pocketbooks. The local governments, you got to hit them where it hurts. Each each team that has a professional team, each city that has a professional team, that's a huge amount of money just from that one venue for that city. Yeah. Take it away, and maybe you'll see some change. Yeah. I'm, I let me get off my soapbox. No, that's because I'm okay. tired. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. How else do we? What else has to be done in order for change to occur? Just to be treated like human beings. Yeah. And, and and we saw it again. The uh, and I'm sorry, we saw it again. The guy with the rifle, the 17 year old with the rifle. Yeah. He's still walking around. Now, had I come down the street with a rifle, they wouldn't have asked me if I was okay. No. So I applaud him. If these professional sports organizations are truly, truly sincere in what they're wanting and their desire, 
then, you know, they may have to go home and do some prep themselves in order to really, no, we're not going to play. You know, you get X amount of dollars when we play a game. We're not going to do it. Let's see what happens. Right. Um, so uh, two more things, and then we can we can move on. Um, I will say that the players came to an agreement with ownership to resume the season by saying, like, basically saying, as owners, aside from donating, I think it's like thirty million or three hundred million towards social change. Like, there needs to be um, a co like a task force, a coalition that's um, hired and their job is to do, you know, community outreach for. Right. Um, don't each know. organization have that each team? No, they don't. And so that was part of the request for the, mm. for the players to like resume the season. So they came to agreement on that. So going forward, there would be a coalition for the NBA that just focuses on, um, social justice issues, community outreach, and and um and that as such and so the players have you know put their foot down and said like if this doesn't happen then we're not going to play so that's why we have we have games um that's why we have games right now and they were able to come to agreement and and resume the season and then lastly um i think we're all tired like you're tired i'm <laughs> tired the play <laughs> players have expressed how tired um they are and it's um at least for me, it's really extremely frustrating to, in this moment, like these players have to sacrifice something that they've worked, you know, so very hard for, hard for then, very hard for. Yeah. And then, and then in like bigger terms, why is it when it comes to racism, why is it that black people have to sacrifice, you know, sacrifice a job, sacrifice their bodies, um, you know, sacrifice their dreams in order to, you know, protest and get a point across and for, for us to be treated like human beings. You know, we all know the saying that we have to work twice as hard to get half what they got. Why do we already have to, then why do we have to sacrifice the little half that we do got just to, you know, just to get the people to treat us fairly. Erica, baby, I don't have any answers. You know, if I had, if anybody had any answers, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion right now. But I'm tired and, and I, I, I'm I, I, very angry. And the only thing I know is hit them where it hurts. In yeah. their pockets. Yes. Are these professional players? That's why I say go home and plan. Go home and plan to 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 survive this. Should you have to do that? Yeah. No. And um, nobody else has. Right. But I mean, so many <coughs> of our civil rights leaders in the past. Gave their lives. And we're in the 21st century. In the year 2020. And we still fighting the same fight. Yeah. We still fighting. It's just. It's just. It's just frustrating that. You know black people we have to sacrifice. To get you know equality. When we're not the ones that created racism. Like it's not, nope. and honestly, it's it's not our responsibility to fix racism, or else you know 
I feel like it would have been fixed by now. We've been fighting for so long. It should be fixed by now. It's, you know, the responsibility of, of, of white people to, to end racism. Yet, yet we're the only ones, you know, sacrificing the little half that we got. Yeah. All right. Let's, 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 because I'm tired. Okay. Yeah, I'm we tired. can move. Uh, sorry, I'm, I have one more thing to mention because this news has kind of been coming out um, throughout the day. But um, initially, the Bucks decided to strike as a way to put pressure on state lawmakers in Wisconsin because mm-hmm. there's been a police reform, a police reform bill that's just been sitting on their desk for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I th- uh, there's reports that um, the state legislator le- legislation like convened for all of like 30 seconds they didn't even debate the bill okay so who knows what see that, that's what, what i'm what, saying what that's, do. that's what i'm talking about there are bills sitting around in each state in the capital washington dc and they just sitting there nobody's touching them nobody would listen to them you know what is it gonna take oh lord help me so I'm mm. I'm interested in seeing what the Bucks are going to do going forward. You know, of course they've expressed their disappointment in what happened, um, but we'll see how things kind of work out. Um, will they, you know, decide to strike again because of what the state legislature did, or are they going to, you know, stick with what they made an agreement with the other teams and and ownership as far as what you know the NBA is going to do to affect change? All right, so. Um, that was actually like the first bullet point I had for our for our headlines of the week. So we'll continue um, with this segment um, before we get into kind of more playoff situation. I did want to mention that Brandon Ingram did win most improved most improved player for congratulations, congratulations, uh, absolutely. And I think probably going to the Pelicans was probably the best thing for him. Yeah, um, yeah. Get out of L.A. and stay away from yeah, L.A. I think it it takes a a special takes a special player to thrive in L.A. as like you know as a young player. Like I think it's a lot easier. And he's for so young to come into that situation. Yeah. So yes, he play, he's played really really well this season, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know. I was very impressed. Congratulations to him. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was so Brandon, Luca, and Bam Adebayo were were uh, no Bam, yeah Bam Adebayo, Luca Doncic, and Brandon Ingram were the finalists. So I'm I'm glad to see that they didn't do the crazy thing of giving Luca most most improved. I just thought that was a, I thought that would be a bit ridiculous if he were to actually win, win that award. Why? Um, I mean, either to me, either either of them, I thought were worthy because Luca was was good, was really good last season as well. Like I honestly, I think there is more a more deserving person to be in Luca's spot. Um, Devontae Graham, who plays for the Hornets, it's just you know. One more step in greatness. Does that mean you deserve most improved player? If, you know, a couple other people went from not contributing much stat-wise to 
being like the leader on their okay. team. Okay, I, I get um, that. I get that. I get that. Then Brandon was like, it's deserving. So congratulations. Yeah, whereas like Luca, Luca was the you know the, the man all along, all along. Yeah, he so, showed up. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the playoffs since. We do have some games to watch and, and consume. We'll start with And the right games. now, it's the Raptors 80 and uh, the Celtics 73. Yeah, start of the, the fourth quarter. Right, right. Okay, go so ahead. So we, we had the Bucks who finished off the Magic on Friday, Saturday. That's when games resume. Um, but ticked me off last night. Yes. What? So they what? <laughs> what? Do I have to do? Um. So the the Bucks are now playing the Heat in the conference semifinals, and I, I we talked. I hope you remember we talked about this. I told you it would be a difficult matchup. Yes, we. For the yes, Bucks you did. If they if you, if they had to see the Heat, <sighs> because they're really good defensively, and so basically what happened is that um, I know. They, they, go ahead. What I, no, go on. You tell me. I was very. Last night I was in here screaming. So basically they were able to tame Giannis. Um, He couldn't get into the paint and to the rim as as easy as he normally can. And I I told you this in the past. Like they have the people who are have the capability to defend him because of their strength, because of their length, and because they're just like they're a really good defensive team. And so Giannis had to play a, a bigger role of the facilitator. I think he almost had a triple-double. He had like 18, 10, and 9. Yes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. They they need more than 18 points from, from 10, Giannis. Right, exactly. Especially since especially since Eric Bledsoe was out with some um, hamstring soreness. It was called, I heard it called, be called a hamstring situation on during mm-hmm. the broadcast last night. So not 100% sure. Either way, he wasn't out there. So without Eric Bledsoe, you need like a great, a greater performance for Giannis and we just didn't get it. Although it was a really good game. I enjoyed it. No, it was, it was, I was, I was on pins and needles. It's, I think, I hope they have um, the Bucks have a game plan for tomorrow. I think the game plan should be um, Eric Bledsoe needs to play. Well, if he's hurt, then you got to have a plan B. I mean, oh my goodness, oh my goodness! Just thinking about last night is making me sick. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to think with the the players that they have. What can they do? Like, of course, they're gonna have to shoot really well, because if Giannis is seeing, you know, two to three defenders when he tries to get to the rim, like that's that's an easy kick out and you know a wide open jump shot for for the rest of the team. But Miami shouldn't have gotten the shots that they got. I mean, what's his face? They were just letting him shoot. He was out there by himself. I mean, I was, I was like, can y'all not guard about? Jimmy Butler? I mean. Who's, who's what's his face? Who are you referring to? <laughs> I'm talking about Jimmy Butler. 
I'm talking about the three-point, the people that got in the corner with the three-point shots. They just let them be wide open. Oh, help me. I would I would say Jimmy Butler played really really well. I think that's the most kind of the most jump shots I've seen him make. Um, well, that's what they said he, last night. Yeah, Jimmy is more of like get to the rim, get to the free throw line, and I mean he just played well. He and you know what? It was feeling good to him, and and the Bucks didn't realize it was feeling good to him and got on him. <laughs> oh. Okay, can we move on? I'm getting hot. We sure can. Okay. So game two will be Wednesday night, I believe. Um, pretty sure it is. I think they're still playing every other day at this point. Um, it may change once there's less less teams. Um, it should change because everybody's paired now, right? So, yeah, um, the Heat and the Bucks face off again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, also in the East, we have the Celtics and and the Raptors. Um, That's gonna be a good he, series. Better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So uh, so the Celtics lead. Um, they whipped up on them Raptors the other night. Yeah. The uh, the Raptors they couldn't buy a basket. It felt like the Celtics were making everything. I, you know, and I and I think sometimes that happens. Um, with having some days in between series, like yeah, you don't want to go to a game seven because you're just putting more minutes. Right, right, right. But having you know so many days off, and then with the strike, there was three you know three days without games because the game one was originally supposed to be last Thursday, mm-hmm. and it ended up being played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they had about a week off, and you can kind of lose that rhythm. Um, a little bit, and I think that's just what happened. Like sometimes you're gonna take a thumping in the playoffs. Like luckily, it's a seven game series and not just you know single elimination. Right. And so far, the the Raptors are playing a lot better than they did on on Sunday. So wouldn't be surprised if this gets evened up um, at the end of this game. It's a good game right now. You- I'll say that. Who do you think will win the series, though? Boston looking good. That's all I can say. Between yeah. And Kimber Walker. I mean, he's leading the charge. Yeah, definitely. I know they're glad to have Kimber Walker with Gordon Hayward still being out during uh, due to an ankle injury. Um I, I agree with you as well. I think the Celtics will win this one. I think they they are playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Not to mention with the the addition of of Kimba Walker and and their role players for the Celtics have been playing really well. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to how to to watching this series. Right. All right. We'll move on to the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ha- so we have the Lakers um, close out the series in, in Game Five by beating the Blazers, and they will face um, the winner of the Rockets and Thunder series. The Clippers defeated the Mavs in Game Six, and they will face the Nuggets Jazz series. And of course, those are our two Game Sevens of the first round. So um, 
the Nuggets and the Jazz <laughs> face off later Tuesday night. So later tonight. Oh, later tonight is tonight. Okay, I can't. I can't miss it. Yeah. I cannot miss it. I cannot miss it. Yeah, they'll okay. face off later tonight. Um, who who do you? Man, this is tough. Who do you? Think it is tough, with? but who am I going with? I'm going with Mike Conley now. Don't let me confuse these teams again. The Utah Jazz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So yes, yes, you got it right this time. <laughs> Um, I, I, I still don't, I still don't know. Jamal Murray and Donovan yeah. Mitchell are giving us pure entertainment. That's all I can say. Yeah, I think this is a, 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 a let me say this. I think both teams have something to lose as if this playoffs don't like go well. That so there will be some shakeups within like the team roster possibly. So okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying attention to that noise. We we've got okay. I'm. I can't do that. I can't do that. But it's gonna be a good game yeah. in a, about an hour or so from there. Yeah. So it would be fun watching. Uh, like you said, Jamal Murray and Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. Go back, mm-hmm. go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna need Jokic to have a, a big game in order for the Nuggets to pull this out. Okay, but we will see. Okay, we All will right. see. And then on Wednesday night, we have another game seven between the Rockets <sighs> and the Thunder. See. Like I said, this is a must-win for the Rockets. But then you got Chris Paul and my thunder over there who is like, mm, got to go through us first. Right. <laughs> now, I, I, I mentioned last week that I thought that as long as the thunder can keep it close and make it to, you know, clutch time, that they have the chance at winning. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened in game six. They got the clutch uh-huh. time, and Chris uh-huh. Paul took over. Right. Chris Paul took over the other night. I was like, <laughs> I was laughing. Right. I was laughing. Look at that old the- man go. <laughs> I was laughing. But he came. And what did he say after the game? What did he say? That they, he, they have a chance. As long as they got a chance. Right. All they so. needed was a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, a lot of talk about chances. <laughs> All I can say is, you know, I'm not a, a Rockets fan. I'm not. And um, obviously, Westbrook and Harden are back together again. Okay, but yeah. They better watch it. They, they just better play well tomorrow night. That's all I can say. They've been yeah. lost again. And I think some heads are going to roll, but I think they're going to start with Coach Antonio. Yeah, D- uh, D'Antonio. Yeah, yeah. D'Antonio. Which, they already which talking, I, I, but I don't want to hear that. I disagree with getting rid of, of Mike D'Antoni because I think he's the only coach – that fits the way that they want to play this whole, you know, threes or layups, 
get out and transition, get up a lot of mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. He's the only coach that that fits that fits. So like it doesn't make sense to me to get rid of the coach. Like maybe you know make some adjustments to the roster. But that's that's the thing when you you know when you're a three point shooting team. Sometimes you live by the three. Sometimes you die by the three. Oh, say that again. You live and you die by the three. Thank you. <clears throat> but that's how the Rockets play. So like that's it. That's just how they play. Okay. And where's so another be- team that lived by threes? Where are they now? Currently sitting. At home. Hello. They didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve that. <laughs> Although they they had a number of injuries, but thank you. When you, but guess what? Those injured players were shooting threes and nothing else. And where they at? Oh boy. Oh yes. So we'll we'll see how this game seven um, turns out. Again, I'm sticking by my statement. If the Thunder can keep it close and make it to clutch time, they will probably win. But I also know that Rus- that your boy Russell is gonna come out the man on a mission. So. I know he's gonna come out like a maniac. I know Russell. I love him. I just hate Oklahoma. The Thunder got rid of him. But anyway, move on. So he went to the wrong well, team. <laughs> I, you know what? But all I'm this, ma- go on. I'm not going over past history. Um, I'm not mad at. Like I, I will say I thought it would be an odd, a really, really odd fit when Russell first got to Houston. But I mean, it seemed to have worked out. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's just odd at times, like the the what Russell brings as a point guard versus like what what James Harden brings, because like it's he James Harden is a good is a good of a facilitator as he is a scorer, um, which is why he has triple doubles, you know, very often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just he has to play a little differently when Russell Westbrook is on the floor, because I mean. He's not the best. He had to do that first in the beginning when he was in Oklahoma. But like I said, I'm not going to go over past history. All right. Okay, so you said you got the Jazz tonight. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And you're rooting for the Thunder tomorrow. Yes. Honestly, I would want I want the Thunder to win. I would love to see the Thunder match up with the Lakers. I'll, I'll comment on that when I have a little bit more time to digest that. Well, I mean, this it's purely selfish. I just want to see LeBron and CP like get um get on get under each other's skin. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be really. That would be great. Um, so it's it's purely for you know selfish entertainment reasons, but mm. I I do want the Thunder to win. I can't say who's going to win. Um, I just think the in order for the Rock, let me I'll say this: in order for the Rockets to win, they have to come out sh- strong at the beginning, get off to a really good head start as far as building a lead, and not give and not and just not give that lead up. Whereas the Thunder, they just have to keep it close. 
at least by the you know midway through the fourth quarter. I, I, I'll, I'll go. With, I'll stay with you on that end. That sounds good. All right. That sounds so, good. Except I just enjoyed myself last night. Yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> I had fun too. Um, let's move on to a little WNBA talk. Um, so. Uh, on Wednesday night, there weren't any games in the WNBA, WNBA either. Uh, so Wednesday, Thursday night, games were postponed mm-hmm. um, as the WNBA players also decided to um, to strike. And girl, I love them. I forgot. I love them with those t-shirts. Did you see that? Yes, absolutely. Like like I say all the time, the WNBA has been about it. They they don't come to play any games. They they're not about being you know PC. They I know those like, shirts turned off a lot of people, but I was like, that is right on time. That's, that's exactly right. what that's it what is. Happened. Exactly. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it was uncomfortable for you to see that, like imagine being, <laughs> imagine that was you. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm. I mean, I've always been proud of WNBA players. They're usually the first. You know, when it comes to professional leagues, they are the first to use their platform. They are the first to make a statement when it comes to. Um, and and I want to give a shout out issues. to the tennis player who. Uh, Naomi. Yes, I want to give a shout out to her too because she followed right in line by herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm always proud of the WNBA players. I think. Um, I think it would be extremely unfair for them to be forgotten. Um, in in all these uh, let efforts. me give you a quick athletes. update: Boston ninety three, Toronto eighty seven, with four fifty left in the game. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's not forget the WNBA. They they're usually the first to take a stand. Now, granted, this time they weren't the first to you know strike, but. They don't have anything to prove to us. No, and and like I said, it's probably that whole time they've been down there once this incident occurred. It was stewing. It was was just a matter of time. They're down there. They're isolated. They've been, what, I think I heard somebody say eight, nine, ten weeks now. They just now yeah, allowing so, families to show up, like major, yeah, and that's just the NBA. Um, the WNBA, right. there's still, still the same protocol, but the NBA, they've been there since. I think um, the Raptors were the first team to get there on mm-hmm. like July twenty second or something like that. So since mid July, a lot of these teams have been there, and it's just like yeah, like it's just a ticking, like a ticking time, <laughs> right? So. It was it's it, it's the fact that they all came together. Yep. So. All right. So, um, in other news, the Storm, the Aces, and the Sparks have all clinched their playoff spots. Yeah, I um, think we've uh, expected that. Yeah. Let me look up really quickly the rest of the schedule to see how many games are get the- left. Okay, is that what you're getting ready to do? Yeah, I'm gonna see. Look at the standings. <laughs> okay. So most teams have played either 15 or 16 games. Mm-hmm. So there's about seven, seven or eight games left in the season. Um, but yeah, Seattle Storm still in first place, followed by the Aces and then the Sparks. 
and they have clinched their playoff spots. I think, like you said, we expected, you know, we expected for them to be in the top. Um, the Sparks are really are really coming. Yeah, they came. Yeah, yeah, they've moved up. So, I think yeah. uh, your girl had a career night the other night, Candace Parker. Yep. And so, um, and then we have four through eight. So we have the Lynx in fourth, the Sky in fifth, the Mercury in sixth, the Sun in seventh, and the Dallas Wings in eighth place. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exciting. The Dallas, Dallas Wings. Hmm. Yeah, they've lost. They recently lost um, Isabel and right. Mariah Jeffries due to injuries. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're still, you know, playing well is really exciting. Um, same thing from for Chicago Sky. I can't remember the young lady's name, but they just lost someone for the remainder of the season for uh, due to oh, they did injury. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder who that was. How who was that? Cause they followed. Uh, Brianna, I want to say Brianna Hartley, maybe. I think I got that right. Um, I hope I got that right. Yeah, Brianna Hartley. Nope, she plays for the Mercury. It's um uh uh. I can't remember who it is. So I know they had Diamond DeShields leave the bubble. Is that maybe it's her? They had two players leave the bubble, one for like a personal reason, the other for like further eval for an injury. Maybe I'm thinking of Diamond DeShields, um, because Bria Hartley plays um for the Mercury. But yeah, the the WNBA is is chugging right along. I think the standings are I mean, pretty much what I expected. Um, I am a bit surprised that the Fever are now looking at the outside of the playoffs. But, um, I mean, it was the seven, Indiana eight games. Fever? Yeah. So, with six to seven games left, they still have, you know, plenty of time to get right back into the playoff hunt. Um, yeah, they'll be okay. Okay, so. It looks like we lost my mom. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, If you're looking for us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Stitcher Radio, and the Google Play Store. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us at um, on Twitter at SidelineWTCooks and on Instagram at SidelineWTCooks. We are on Facebook as well at um, the Sideline. No. That's not our Facebook. What is our Facebook? Our Facebook page is sideline with the the sideline with the goods podcast. Um, no, no uh, words of wisdom from my mom um, this week because we lost and I don't know what's going on. But um, as far as her rejoining the the feed, uh, so still again, you know, folks, let's wear a mask. Um, do all that we can to end this pandemic and get back to normal and we'll see you all next week. Bye.